Of course. Camera difficulties again. All right, there we go. Uh, another episode of Beer, Bacon, and Bros coming at you live. As always, I'm Alex. I've got Chris over here on my left. What's going on? Got Adam over here. What's up? All right, boys, tell these people why this is going to be a special episode. We got beer review number 99 and 100. A mm-hmm. hundredth official beer review. We've hit the triple yeah. digits, so we're officially old now. We, yeah, we, yeah, have, we consume a lot of beer on this show. Yeah, we have. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've drank quite a bit. We have literally tried and tested a hundred beers just for you guys. A hundred different beers, very different beers. Oh, yeah, all over the so, spectrum. So. And we had no benefit from it at all. No. Just kidding. It's just drinking good beer. Uh, it's been a, been a fun little quick journey. But other than that, we're going to talk about uh, throughout this whole podcast and other little video breakouts, the PGA Championship, um, NHL playoffs. I think that's really about it, unless other little random some, things come some, up. Some uh, yeah, Julio yeah. Jones trade rumors. Yeah, and, and, um, we and the 600-foot Philly cheesesteak. Yeah, Chris found a massive Philly cheesesteak. Might be about. the most exciting part of the video. Yeah. It, it, well, it, not for us, because we didn't get to help consume the 600-foot Philly cheesesteak, but I'm excited to talk about it, at least. It's yeah. a Guinness World Record, apparently. That's a feat. So. That's a hell of a feat. Yeah, that's a lot of – That's sick. a lot of dough. That's a lot of cow. A lot of everything, guys. Like, just anything <laughs> in general involved. That's a lot. Just one onion for the entire thing. <laughs> that is a massive piece of bread. Was it cooked all like? Is it oh, all no, solid all right, low? All right, hold on. There's controversy. We'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. We'll, all right. we'll talk about it. Later. Okay. So I can figure out where it's going, but we'll talk about it later. Yeah. But anyways, so. we're gonna jump straight into the 99th beer. So Chris, give us the breakdown on this one. Yeah. So uh, handpicked as as one of the next uh, from the six pack, the Melon Patch. It's a uh, Blondale brewed with watermelon. Um, I think it's brewed by Ales for Outlaws. It's a. Uh, this sounds delicious. Yeah, pint only three point eight percent alcohol by volume though. I mean, a little bit, a little, so little a little bit, little bit le- less than a Bud Light. Yeah, less than a Bud Light, and uh, I'm sorry, it's brewed by Lone Rider Brewing Company in Raleigh, North Carolina. I don't know if the Ales for Outlaws is like just part of like a brand of the Ales. Like maybe they have a couple different Ales for Outlaws, and this is the one of them. Batch one. Don't know. Look maybe, into it. Maybe. So, um, yeah, but it literally says summer in a can on the side of it. Yeah, so that sounds delicious. I'm uh, I'm hoping this is going to be – I'm a big watermelon fan. Are you guys a big watermelon yeah, fan? I, big yeah, watermelon. yeah. 100%. Growing up, like all, I chewed, like all I chewed was like the watermelon bubblicious or hubba bubba, stuff like that. Yeah, watermelon jolly ranchers is bomb.com. Yeah, good. Yeah, good. But the blue eyes are still – A bit bubbly. Yeah. Yeah, I was a little worried because I, I like – did the little crack crack and then finally brought through it. So um, watermelon with salt or without salt when you were a kid? I didn't do uh, it with – I mean, I knew people that did it with salt, but I didn't do it I with salt. I eventually learned with salt was the correct way to do it. Yeah, I did it with salt yeah. growing up. My Salt's mom, the way mom, to go. Mom taught me that way. So. No, nah, just eat it Eat it plain. It's fine. Remember also the good old days of eating a watermelon seed and then thinking you have a watermelon grow and explode in your stomach? Well, that's, so did you... Or the you, same thing about bubblegum taking like 17 years to digest yeah, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so did, did you prefer seedless or um, seeds in your watermelon? Oh, seedless. I preferred seeds because I feel like it gave a better taste. It was a more of a mature watermelon. So, okay. Yeah. I'm going to pass that on down and not give away any of my thoughts on it. So, yeah, there was no reaction. I'm not really getting a smell out of this either. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. 3.8, no no taste of alcohol, nice little easy drinkable. So is this something? 
something you could have on a boat and be all right with. Yeah, yeah. You could definitely have that on a boat in the sun, be all right with it. Yeah, I can see why Chris kept quiet now. Just go for it. Just go for it. I mean, wow, that's all right. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Pull it while you're at it. You want to know what it tastes like? It tastes like someone made a beer and then from the other room yelled, watermelon! And then that was the most watermelon flavor they got put in there. <laughs> exactly. It tastes like exactly. alcoholic water. <laughs> I'm so, all right, I'm, I'm so disappointed. Happy. I am I disappointed. Am so I am too. Yeah. I don't know if it's a bad if you, if or a bad you, batch. If you soak a, a watermelon Jolly Rancher in water and then put the water that like a, that like into watermelon jolly rancher like in a liter of water and but, then you drink but, that yeah. but yeah. let that soak and then put that water into the batch of, that you use in the boo that's the it's water such a weak taste of it watermelon oh, could have been God. so much better uh that's like watermelon is something they could have very easily blended in with this beer and it, like they just well all right it. so it's not even made with actual watermelon it's watermelon concentrate yeah well so it's not i mean i mean up the dosage 90% please like yeah, up it up by a seriously. Good there, I mean, seriously, there's no, there's no flavor. I'd rather them use like artificial Jolly Rancher watermelon flavor to give me watermelon in that. Than- this tastes like if you if you tried to have like a a watermelon seltzer, just not quite with the. They'd been the, better off the carbonation. Labeling this, uh, it's a Blondale. Just blew it up in really, the beer. It's it, a Blondale. And it's a good Blondale. Don't get me it's, wrong. Yeah, it's a good like, beer. It's, 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 there's no melon flavor. It's easily drinkable Blondale, but that, no watermelon. It tastes like a Blondale. It doesn't taste like a watermelon Blondale. It looks like it has a little bit of a pink hue to it, though. So it's like the. Some of the like we've, so you, know, you, so we've you colored Doug, it correctly. We've to like, you know, talking to Doug and Maria at Swamp Cabbage as much as we have, you, you learn that like the flavorings in the keg or in the batch, and then you add the beer into the batch and then the keg. Like this may this can may have been like on the tail end of this whole process. We may have just gotten a bad can. Yeah, that's could fair. have been. Could but have been I don't think it would have significantly mm-hmm. dropped the flavor as much as we oh, experienced yeah. tasting yeah. it. Yeah, I agree. The lack agree. of flavor is astonishing. I mean, if if for Lone Rider Brewing, like you don't want this to happen to people though. Like you don't want this to be what it tastes like at all. Period. Yeah, because like so, I'm probably gonna give this like a second try, and if it tastes the same way, I'm never gonna be like. Yeah, I'm never going to drink beer again. Never yeah. going to want it. So, and now it, that it's a bad beer, it's just I'd be not, wasting my money on a watermelon beer that's not even watermelon. Correct. Yeah, and I mean, you know, Lone Rider Brewery Company. If you fully believe this is supposed to taste like watermelon, a hundred thousand percent, then you might want to sense another can because it's like people. People always make fun of like the Lacroix soda, like soda water. Yeah. But, uh, How, but like they're why, such a, they've got stronger flavors than that. That's I what I'm like. saying. White Claw has a watermelon flavor that and it's actually solid. tastes like watermelon. Yeah, and it's yeah. good. It's my I had favorite it. seltzer out of I'm just all like of the seltzer. Like seltzer water. Yeah. People always make fun of how like those things taste like static electricity and stuff like that. And, like, and they, they have flavor. no flavor. Yeah, those things have more flavor than that. A hundred percent. Yeah. But you yeah. know, the like you're saying, the watermelon seltzer, uh, White Claw I had this weekend. It's actually a lot better than that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now for on Blondale wise. Great Blondale, extremely oh, yeah. light, crisp, drinkable. Um, but for the for it be called the melon patch, and you yeah. advertise it as a watermelon, it's disappointing. Yeah, it's it's, it's, tr- it's truly disappointing. It's not, it's I not mean, where you want it to be yeah. at all. Five eight, four point nine, three eight. Wow, I'm matching yeah. the alcohol content. I'm just going straight for it. I was that. being generous with the five, though. I mean, I still do you, like. Do you want to change it? No. No, you feel good about the five eight? Yeah. Okay. But I mean, right. you know what? I mean, because I feel like 3.8 is low. I'm going to jump them up just a 
4.5 because it is a good blonde ale. I say it's not a bad beer. It's just the, the lack yeah. is hurting it. Yeah, the I lack mean, of flavor that you advertise if, that is not there. If, if I, you literally <laughs> just put a different label on that beer, it'd be a completely different experience. It's just the fact that you're expecting watermelon and don't get it. Yeah, if you call this a blonde ale, this is probably in the sixes, maybe yeah. like low seven. But, I mean, when you advertise watermelons, and I'm a huge watermelon fan, so that – Really yeah, hurts me personally. All three of us are, so. so I mean, it's just yeah. That, we were excited. Yeah. I was excited for this. That's beer. my like go to. Is too. that your go to summer fruit? Is watermelon? Uh, probably yeah, pineapple or watermelon. Yeah, yeah, or coconut. I think, I think uh, one of one of those three is certainly my my go tos. Yeah, watermelon is for me. Um, I don't know. I just guess it was like the way it was like I was raised or whatever. It's just it's my favorite flavors. Watermelon. Also is, um, cantaloupe. Always. I was literally about to say cantaloupe. We had a bunch of cantaloupe on the beach in Florida this past week. Um, pineapple's good. I I just can't eat too much pineapple. Like you know, it eats away at your mouth with the acidity. Yeah. A cantaloupe beer though doesn't sound that. Somebody somebody got the Kahuna's to try that. Like try. I mean, I that. would try try and brew it or yeah. try it. I want to see dinner. somebody try and brew it. I mean, Ooh. I drink it. Listen, we we drink all kinds of things. What's the um? That's uh, all. It looks just like cantaloupe, but it's green. Honeydew. Tastes, yeah, honeydew. honeydew. Yeah, yeah. Hate honeydew. Do you it really? Tastes almost the same. Not a fan of honey. It literally beer. tastes almost the same. Not yeah. a fan. It's a little bit sweeter than Gamble. Not a fan. Okay. All right, fair. All right. So one final time for the round. Uh four nine, four five, five, five eight. eight. So and that was the uh the melon patch. Adam went with his height on that one. He, yeah, he I did. did. <laughs> I did. Right. That's exactly how I was he wishes that. Yeah, he wishes he was five eight. So the melon I patch five eight. Brewed by uh Lone Rider Brewing Company in Raleigh, North Carolina. So could be a could be a little bit better. May room for improvement. Yeah. I'm hoping that we just got a bad, bad can. We yeah. hope we hope that. So, yeah. but anyways, that's going to be it for the uh, first beer review. Um, on to uh, PGA Championship. PGA, PGA Championship. Championship. Let's talk okay. it. So, um, well. In our home state of South Carolina, Ocean Course at Kiowa. Uh, I've personally been there. Have either one of y'all been uh, to the been, Ocean Course? Uh, not to play it or even like walk holes on it, but I had a buddy who had like a timeshare house out there. Either way, I think his parents did. So we had like a end of the year party one time out there. It was a couple okay. of us that stayed out. So I, I don't know. It was like the 14th hole or something like that that, that we we sat somewhere near the fairway. Okay. Okay. Have you been to the ocean course at all? No. Uh, not that I know okay. of. Well, we've been all over the Hilton head courses, but not Q. We're, we're definitely going to go eventually. The three of us will certainly have to go at the next event. And I mean, um, the reaction from people has been that, I mean, even Barstool sports said this, the ocean course at Kiowa needs to be hosting an event every five years, basically. Oh yeah. It's a great um, course. You know, nine, yeah. Nine years since the other PGA championship was at Kiowa. That's the last major event. It did host a Ryder Cup in 91. but And then I guess, what is it, the RBC Heritage that always gets played every That's year? always down at Harbortown Golf Links yeah. in Hilton Head. So that's our only, here in South Carolina, that's our only every year tournament yeah. that we have or every year course that's, that's put on the PGA. But, um, dude, it's it's one of the most, I mean, I have to argue that it's one of the most beautiful courses in all of the continent of the United States. Like, yeah, you can give me Pebble Beach. Um, you could probably give me Beth Page Black, TPC Sawgrass. Yeah, but it's. I think it's definitely probably yeah top ten. Yeah, top I mean, ten in the U.S. So I'm, I'm hoping that um, just the nationals up there. Well, yeah, certainly. The yeah, certainly. Um, but dude, if 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 the Ocean Course at Kiowa ever hosted the the Ryder Cup, I would pay 
I, I would sell my first child to probably go to it. Like, <laughs> sell your first child. Yeah, I'm not kidding you. That's, I, that's a little steep. The Ryder Cup is the is the the thing for me. Like people want to go to the Masters, and I get that. But for me, I want to go to the Ryder Cup. I want to be dressed in red, white, and blue, cheering on with, the boys with huh? the eagle mascot head on my head, like just being wielded, loud, obnoxious, wielding, and exactly. everything you're allowed to do there. Yes, the Ryder yes. Cup is a totally different experience. That's yes. Why. It's, yes, looks like it'd be a lot of fun. I would yeah. love to go. Well, it'd be it'd be yeah. kind of like going to what is it the uh, like waste going, like waste management a, open in Phoenix, Arizona. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's, how it's like, not how, patriotic. Yeah, but still, how you, they have whole sixteen that everybody's wild at as you're yeah. hitting into the par three. Yeah, you know everybody's making all the noise. But anyways, so really awesome event for the state of South Carolina. Three PGA events this year for South Carolina. You get the RBC Heritage. You get the PGA Championship at Ocean. At the Ocean Course at Kiowa, and then we have the Carolina Open or something. It's being held in, in Jasper now because the, a course in California couldn't ha- hold their tournament this year. So South Carolina getting getting a little love from the PGA this year. Awesome. But awesome. Um, you guys get to watch a lot of the PGA Championship at all? I, I watched some Thursday and then Saturday and Sunday. Uh, not really for me because Saturday was a driving day. Yeah. And then uh, Sunday was um, out on the lake just hanging out. Yeah, I said I didn't see much of it. Um, Saturday was spent mostly um, doing yard work, and so I didn't. I pretty much missed everything. Adulting is hard. Yeah, yeah. So I followed it. Just and then mom's mom's birthday was Friday night, so we were out celebrating for mom's birthday, and then um, baseball on Sunday. So yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, got to see bits and pieces of it, but didn't get to you know sit down and watch an hour or two at a time. So I, watched- I got to saw the highlights. I watched all of it on Sunday, and I watched uh, a good couple hours on on Thursday, and then maybe thirty minutes on Friday. But one thing that I picked up from all three days, the wind was crazy on the ocean course. Oh like, yeah, it was. It, I don't think that it ever was below fifteen to twenty miles an hour. So gust or uh, like steady, most likely, yeah. like steady. Yeah. So everybody was kind of you know factoring that in with with drives and second shots into the green. So people were a little more aggressive, but. Um, all in all, great event. I mean, some big names kind of missed the cut. You, Xander Shoffley missed the cut. Uh, Dustin Johnson, of course, missed the cut. And uh, I said, didn't he end up shooting what six over? Or sh- I think he ended up shooting eight over. I mean, he was bad. It was it was a bad day. John Daly uh, was thirteen plus after the first day. Like, well, yeah. old school John Daly ripping cigs on on. He's got cancer, man. <laughs> Have your McDonald's large diet coke out on the uh, driving range. Yeah, so he was 13 over on the first day, which wasn't even the worst. Like, somebody was 18 over on the first day, I think. Man, so, damn, that's um, rough. Yeah. Bogey every hole, essentially. I mean, that is – no, that is on average. On average, yeah. Average. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So – Hopefully he had a few pars in there, just a bunch of doubles and triples. Yeah. Golly, hope not. So, what? I mean, what are your feelings about Phil winning, though? I, I mean, think it's absolutely awesome. I love it. I mean, yeah, he I, made his side for him. Yeah, he's the oldest player to actually win a major like that. Um, yeah, on t- yeah on the PGA Tour. Yep. Yeah, held yeah. it for most of the weekend. Held the lead most. Of the I weekend. mean, yeah. That so you awesome were as well. I mean, Thursday, you. I don't. I don't know where he sat on Thursday, but you were the co-leader after thirty-six, and the outright leader after. Uh, what fifty-four? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then held on to actually win it. Yeah, yeah. Nobody played like. From what I watched on Sunday, nobody played great on Sunday. I mean, there were a couple of people that were, you know, shooting some underscores. But, I mean, Phil really just, like, did what he had to do to win. Brooks, you kind know. Kind of fell apart. 
kind of fell apart. Louis Ustazen played really well, but you know he could he just couldn't get it together to to, to scramble a couple things. I mean, the problem was is that people to catch Phil, people had to shoot like four under or five under. Yeah, and it just what it just wasn't happening on Sunday. Well, because because what do you have going into Sunday? Like a three stroke lead. I think it was a three stroke lead. Yeah. And then um, I don't know. The best comment from the whole weekend, though, probably had to be the kind of I don't know sly remark that Bryson DeChambeau gave to Books Kepka when they were interviewing Kepka, kind of after his round, and they were asking him. Um, yeah, he like he like passed each other on TV. I've seen the video, but I don't know what Bryson said to Brooks. Does anybody know what that what they what he said? <laughs> so essentially, what it was like. So they were talking about how Books just you know wasn't quite making putts. And DeChambeau kind of walked by and said, yeah, you just got to hit it on the white line or somewhere along those lines. And, and, <laughs> and you could just see, like, the, the like, roll smart, of the eyes. Yeah, like yeah. a smart-ass, like, what a smart-ass he was, you know? Yeah, I mean, and listen. kept his eyes, and, like, he just kind of closed it and didn't want to say nothing on camera. But <laughs> that's pretty great. I did, So I, I've seen the eye roll. I've seen the memes and stuff like that. I just didn't know like what Bryson. I didn't know that Bryson said something to Brooks. Yeah, well, but, it, it wasn't kind. Of, it was kind of, like I said. It was kind of like in passing as DeShambo was walking by Brooks Kepka on you know being interviewed as as if you know DeShambo was I was walking back to the clubhouse or walking to the tent or something like that. I really hope they get paired together on like the Sunday. But I mean US that. Open. So they're talking about that being like, you know, a newfound rivalry in golf is DeShambo and Kepka. I tell you what, Bryson's really, I mean, he, you know, he came up last year with the whole, you know, put 50 pounds on and um, <laughs> those are some great memes. Alex has some memes going on right now. They're pretty great. But um, I mean, Bryson's, Bryson like came on the scene and he's a good golfer, but Bryson's, philosophy of just hit it as far as we can and then you know figure it out from there like it's not going to work in majors it's not going to it's not going to work at at augusta it certainly didn't work at the ocean course i mean but in i think statistically you know you can hit it 370 every you're improving your chances of yeah, certainly, but being you, but being you, closer to the hole and as, shooting a better score as as amateur golfers, I mean, we all know this. Like, if you three putt, it doesn't matter, right? Correct. But, I mean, so I don't I don't know. Why I mean, they're Bryce, not I don't they're know not Bryson, they're not up there three putting like Bryson, we are. Bryson's been up there three putting. Bryson Bryson's not a great. Putt. It's the same thing that DJ went through five years ago, where DJ was still smoking balls everywhere, but he was three putting everything, and that's why he wasn't. Like that—that that was before he, of course, got to be in number one in the world and you know winning at Augusta and everything. But I mean, Bryson's not an excellent putter, so he can make all the chirpy marks he wants at Brooks Kepka. He ain't—he ain't a top fifty putter on tour. You don't think so? No. DJ's DJ. As much as I give DJ crap for being a bad putter, it's still better than Bryson. Now Bryson's gonna out. Bryson's gonna beat everybody to the green. Don't get me wrong. Bryson, I physically watch Bryson. Get on a par five, and he was within 15 feet for eagle, and he made a par on Sunday. Yeah. Now, granted, he left his he left his birdie putt this close to the freaking hole, and he just walked up there and you know tapped it in. But still, I mean, I don't know. That was my rant about Bryson. Sorry, he's he's not. I, I like him, and I want him to be on the Ryder Cup team and everything, but. 
like let's not let's not act like you've won a major like let's let's not let's not act like you've been a top five golfer in the world for the last two years or anything like that so i don't know but yeah i could that that might just be a up-and-coming rivalry it is like just looking there on the stuff i was just rolling through the memes whatever talking about Apparently, this beef between them two has been brewing and is continuing to grow. Okay. Apparently, a lot of people are like all for it because they want to see you want the see bad guy, you know, like yeah, some kind. Yeah, some like and I all, guess like you had Phil and Tiger, like those were. Yeah, but they weren't ever yeah. like chirping or chirping, chirping at you know, each just, other. No, it was just the fact that they they were literally just constantly competing to win. Yeah, they. I mean, they other. were the best at the time, and now yeah. you you having these I, guys that want to be. Did y'all see that? The, did y'all see the uh, Instagram thing that I sent y'all today about Phil, like with with the twelve year old kid Riley? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've seen that right. video before. Have you have did you like slide to watch any of the other videos? I've I saw yeah, it, like, all those little one liners and yeah. stuff. Yeah, I've seen that. My video favorite, before. my one of my favorites was when he was on the par three and he he hits so, it. It's like a four iron or whatever, and he hits it and uh, and the guy's like, "It's got to be better than Tiger's." And Phil goes, "Oh, it is." And he parks it like and three feet, it, like three yeah. feet from the yeah. hole. <laughs> I love the one where they're also in, it's, they're in the tee box and they're introducing Tiger Woods and it was like a couple of years ago and then it's like winner of whatever Bay Hill winner Championship of this, winner the, of this winner of this and then finally Phil goes all right all right we get yeah. it like <laughs> stop introducing him with so many damn wins yeah. so if you've never if you guys have never seen the thing uh, with Riley uh, it's like this twelve year old kid and Phil's I don't even know what tournament Phil's at but he's over in the second cut and he's got a ball and he looks over at Riley and he's like. What would you hit? And Riley, first off, a 12-year-old kid that knows this much golf is awesome. But Riley's just like, well, if I could hit my four-wood. Three-wood. Or was it three? Yeah, yeah. three-wood 260 out the rough, I'd, I'd go probably for go for it. And Phil does exactly what Riley says. And he looks over at Riley and he's like, Riley, you can caddy for me anytime. Yeah. And well, uh, well, then like the following year, whatever tournament, same thing. They bring Riley out and he gets to caddy for Phil for like a hole. Yeah, and yeah, it. and it was really, it was really, really cool. So awesome thing by Phil, but um, but yeah, I mean, some of those videos were great. And Phil, really, I didn't realize like how great Phil has been with the fans over. Oh there. yeah, he's always yeah, like been he, a he fan. Always favorite. runs over there if they get hit, and he'll sign like a glove or a ball and toss it to him. <laughs> and then, like the one in that video, that little montage. He's like, I just want to make sure you know, I'm not the one that hit you. I'm just giving you a signed glove. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean. I mean, again, really cool tournament. I mean, I was I was really happy. But yeah, I'm, with, I say I'm happy for Phil. Glad to see one of the uh, the OGs, at least of our generation. All right, I had to pull the tweet up. Everybody's talking about how tweet uh, Phil tweeted out 12 days before winning the PGA Championship. He tweeted out this: "I failed many times in my life and career, and because of this, I've learned a lot. Instead of feeling defeated countless times, I've used it as fuel to drive me to work harder. So today, join me in accepting our failures." Let's use them to motivate us to work even harder. Twelve days later, wins the PGA Championship. Yeah, it's awesome. I said, Everybody I think, was freaking out about that. I think he just played a very well-rounded game of golf for four rounds. Very simple, not a lot of mistakes. And he yeah. just kept it, kept it moving. So you want to know something funny? I on Saturday morning, we were going into it. Phil was like I said, Phil was tied with the lead. Brooks was like two shots back of him going into Saturday morning. I literally. Bet a hundred dollars on the five golfers that were behind Phil, like either tied with Phil or behind Phil, because I thought personally there's no way fifty year old Phil is going to hang on to this lead at the Ocean Course, twenty mile an hour wind. The dude can never keep it in the fairway. 
dude wins it. <laughs> so you bet against the big lefty. I, lit- I literally bet against him. So um, bad choice. Happy bad for him. Choice. How'd y'all feel about the fans? A lot like South Carolina's been getting a little bit of a little bit of pushback about how crazy the fans went. And- I'm so over this, man. It's been like <laughs> almost two years, a year and a half. Yeah, uh, a year and two months now, officially, almost three months. Like, and vaccines are rolling out left and right. It's an open air environment. Like, also, people, you assume the risk. If you choose to go, like, you're choosing to gamble on getting COVID or not. Like, let people live their lives at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is, I, I mean, is that what you're getting at? That the people well, are not wearing masks? A, a little bit of it was the announcer saying, like, they've lost control of the crowd. People are all over the fairway and, like. Well, man, they're, they're like witnessing Brooks, history right now. Yeah, like Brooks hit his shot, and literally the whole crowd just passed him. Like he didn't even get to see where his shot went. He didn't know if he made it on the green or not. Like, you know, he just hit a shot, and everybody ran back past him to try and get up to the green. For well, I mean, running. yeah, at that point, you got you got to be able to give your players space. But yeah, they're well, trying. I like mean, they're trying on. to get into a best view to see either, you know, see Phil win this thing, especially on eighteen. Like if if it's you know a game game winning putt or you know a match winning putt tournament winning putt, absolutely. As soon as you hit that shot, if I can, I'm splitting up the you know side well, of the fair, you know whatever I got to do to get there. Yeah, I it's think like that's when, fair. when Tiger won his Masters last year. Um, was it last year? And it was 2019. 2020, 2019. Yeah. Um, when he won his most recent Masters, as he was walking down the 18th fairway. Since he was the last golfer, the crowd was just filling in behind him and walking with him. I understand that, but like if they're if they're literally running in front of in between the dude and the ball, like you got to start you, swinging a club or something like that. Yeah, you got you got to you got to you got to give them their space yeah. to get the hell you know. my way. But I did what well, I brought up about the COVID stuff. Was apparently that was I saw on Twitter was people were freaking out. Oh, there was many, yeah, yeah. How many there people certainly. we allowed on the golf course? Yeah, and all there's. That. I mean, we didn't even we allowed. I think it was eighty percent. I'm not exact. I'm not. Don't quote me on that, but. I think it was 80% of what they would typically allow on the course is what they allowed in South. I mean, it I was mean, not even 100% capacity. Like, but I remember Barstool took a picture of like the 18th green with all the fans. Oh, yeah. And they were like, sports is back, baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Back. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That, that was actually Grayson Griner, a former South Carolina baseball player who, you know, plays for the Detroit yeah. Tigers, was one of the ones that was like, sports is back. So, I mean, yeah, I'm glad to see it. This, this was something, you know, I think golf needed, you know, like I said, one of, the OGs that we grew up watching finally getting after being in a I mean, slump. Yeah, you've had you um, had Tiger not too long ago win the Masters. You got Phil now being the oldest one a major, and not only just any major, it's the PGA Championship. Yeah, so yeah, and it, you know it's here in South Carolina, so it means a little bit more for us personally. But all right, so does Phil win another PGA Tour event the rest of his career? Not Champions Tour, but like PGA? No, Tour. that's it. Yep. This was it. This was his. I don't last. think he will. I think he honestly might just actually start to like wean wean himself off this sport. Yeah. Well, start, he's he is start being full time the Champions Tour or it just I don't know. He's he may not just actually like put everything on the line. No, I say whatever. this is. I think this is it for Phil. Yeah. Either either he's he retire, but you're gonna definitely tell he's not giving it 150. Well, so the big thing, and this is what I was getting at the other day in our group chat, um, talking about qualifications for majors. So Phil actually, so before the PGA Championship, the U.S. Open reached out and said, "Phil, we'd like to an, extend an, um, you know, an invite to you as like an exceptional and like a 
like he didn't – Phil did not actually technically qualify for the PGA Championship that's coming up in June because he wasn't within the top rankings. He hadn't finished in the top for a major. Yeah. He had not, you know, he had not made the qualifications for the PGA Championship. He never the, won a PGA Championship. You mean the U.S. Open? Or the, sorry, U.S. Open. Yeah, U.S. Okay. Open. Yeah, I was saying that wrong. That's my bad. So, um, so Phil actually hesitated about it personally. He said he was, wasn't really sure whether he was going to accept it because it didn't feel like he earned it. You know, earned it. Yeah. yeah. For but, this, but, year. this was the invitation to the, to US, the US Open in oh, June. Yeah. yeah, the US Open in June. So um, he ended up accepting it before doing this the PGA win. Championship. Yeah. But now since he's won the PGA Championship, he's good for all four majors for the next five years. So he can actually yeah. literally just play the majors. He doesn't have to play on tour. He doesn't have to play on the Champions Tour. He can just play the majors for the next five I years. I know a lot of those – I don't, I don't know. know. I, the majors, I don't know if it works for the majors, but I know a lot of the tournaments, there's actually a, a, a sponsorship clause where you may not qualify for the tournament, but if the sponsor of the tournament is yes. your sponsor, you're automatically in no yes. matter what. and that's why – Does that apply to the majors now? Like a PGA championship that they had like other major sponsors? I don't actually know. I noted that like the RBC – the RBC forces every RBC sponsor to play in the RBC Heritage and Hilton. All their athletes. Whether you yeah. like it or not. So DJ DJ actually has to play in the RBC Heritage unless he's not healthy. Okay. So, uh, which he does. He, he played this past saying, year. Which yeah. Some of them might hate because it's, it's always, you know. But I mean, I feel like any. The it's the week after the Masters. Yeah. It's the week after the it's Masters. It's the week after the Masters, yeah. But I feel like every, I don't know, all the South Carolina boys should want to play in that tournament. Anyway. I agree. I agree. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is it's a home Course for you, you know, for I you. mean, yeah, you're coming back to your home. It's a good way to see, play. like, especially for like DJ who, grew, you know, grew up. grew up on the coast, went to school on the coast. Like, well, Glenn, I mean, he went to coastal, but that's on the coast, yeah. But I mean, it's three hours, three and a half hours from coastal yeah, to Hilton Head. Coast, he the, literally just said, went to school on the coast, yeah. I get that, I get that, <laughs> but he's, it wasn't like he grew up on, he went to school here in Columbia and he went to coastal. No one knew Hilton Head. Yeah, but I mean, it's still a lot closer than any other well, player yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah, that so it would be a good way for, like, you know, for, at least for him, to, you know, for family, a majority of family to come out and hang out. So you can get a hometown crowd in there. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, well, man, I mean, that's my reaction to the PGA Championship. Did you guys have anything else? No. No, I really like it. I think Phil's going to start to become a champion tour member. I, I hope so. He probably dominated. He probably start, not. He will start to wind down a little bit on his PGA tour. Yeah, yeah. but you got to be happy. Just play for the him. majors for the next like five years. If he oh man, I don't mind. At the minimum, you know. That's what I would do. That's what I would do. So, got to be happy for him, though. Yeah, always happy for somebody when they're when they're winning their game like that. All right, all right. So, NHL stuff that we have to cover. So, uh, when do obviously what? you've got to be pretty happy. Um, Wait, how was Pittsburgh sitting in their series with the Islanders? Uh, they dropped game five last night. So, so, so what, they're, they're down 3-2. Three, three, two. Two. Okay. So okay. who who all is finally uh, or officially moved on? Boston. So, yeah, we've got Boston. Did they did um, they sweep or did they drop a game? Uh, they know the only sweeps are on the um the left side. I was I would say the um So they dropped one game to the okay, Washington right. Capitals. Which is kind of surprising to me a little bit. Like, I feel like the Capitals would have taken this a lot longer of a series. The than, Capitals were, what, the number one team out of it? No, I think Pittsburgh won their division. Yeah, Pittsburgh won it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Washington was number two. 
The Bruins beat them as the number three seed, so a little bit of an upset there. Not really. I see. Um, yeah, it's like saying a yeah, a eight nine seed in like basketball. Oh, yeah. Yes, because the it was the, it was the Hurricanes, Pittsburgh, the Avalanche, and then Toronto Maple Leafs. Am I right about that? Yeah, the one yeah. seeds. Yeah, yeah, those were the those were the one seeds in the divisional winners. So, um, well, obviously, thanks to everybody that was watching our uh, our. NHL uh, playoff predictions video. Uh, got a, a bit of a blunder, but yeah, we, we went did, through the blunder a little bit. Yeah, we uh we said something wrong about the year um, Toronto and Pittsburgh got swept. No. We said it was both of them. Tampa, I thought it was Tampa. Tampa. Was it Tampa? Tampa yeah, Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah. yeah. So we made a little blunder on what year those two teams got swept. But 2019. So the sad part is <laughs> we corrected ourselves, but that part got edited out of the video because. Adam over here was like wandering around the room and doing other things. He was not being a professional. Technical difficulties caused us having to. (laughs) It wasn't a good look to have Adam wandering around as we like were correcting ourselves, but we technical difficulties. It was not the video, but appreciate you guys on YouTube that were correcting us and letting us know. It's good to see the engagement, and we appreciate your comments too because I actually have written a couple things down and uh, you know wanted to kind of go over those as well because I actually. Um, I reached out to a person and uh, I'm trying to think about who it was. It was uh, that that handle was quack quack 07. And he, he, I mean, he gave me the full spread. He was like, all right, here's my four. His four were Carolina, the like the final four, Carolina, Montreal, Boston, and Colorado. So those were his final four. He said Boston and Montreal in, uh, in the finals, in the finals. And then uh, Boston winning it. And I wrote him back. And, and this is all fair and game for anybody that wants to take the challenge as well. I wrote him back. I was like, yo, man, listen, if you hit this perfectly, I'll send you some some swag. We'll send you a koozie. We'll send you a couple stickers for free on us. You yeah. Know, if, you hit, if you hit this thing perfectly, we'll, we'll take the gamble on it. So, um, you know, we again, we appreciate the comments. Uh, you know, Taylor came in, said the Panthers are going to win. Uh, somebody from – somebody that was a Maple Leafs fan uh, or – yeah, it was a Maple Leafs fan came in and was like, nah, man, there's no chance that the Panthers win. You're out your mind. So uh, did he did is he like every other Leafs fan that like, yeah, this is our year, but they lose in round one? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Is Toronto even like I, I haven't kept up with it enough. Did they oh no, is that them advancing right there? No, yeah. that's that's Winnipeg. That's Winnipeg. That's Winnipeg. Okay. Toronto is up, I believe, one. On Carolina? Right no. They're playing no, no. Toronto is playing um Montreal. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and Toronto's up 2-1. Is that what we saw? Yeah. Those games are probably actually happening right now, if not over. So yeah, actually, they're that. one played at 7 say it, yeah. So, But, surprise, um, team that I'm thought, I thought is doing better. Toronto is up 3 nothing at the end of the second in intermission right now. So. Okay. So, Toronto's like probably... poised to go up 3-1 in the series. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And the play, the play. Preds and Hurricanes are tied 1-all at the end of the first right That now. That series has been a lot closer series than I thought it was going to be. And it's been fun. Yeah, because Carolina was looking hot, dude. Oh, yeah. Were, but it's like, been fun. Cooking. It's been fun to watch with Zach. But as at the same – Yes. But at the same time, it has also been aggravating. Why? Because um, one minute, you know, he's up here. But then as soon as like, as soon as they score a goal, as soon as something bad, it, his whole demeanor changes. <laughs> and it's like, fuck these guys. We fucking suck. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. <laughs> so he's a sports fan. <laughs> yes, but – who uh? I mean, who had the who had the clean sweep out of the three that are already advancing? You got uh, Colorado, Colorado both, Boston. Both teams coming out the left. You had uh, 
Winnipeg Win- get the sweep, the sweep, and Colorado got the sweep. Wow. Which surprised me about Winnipeg because I I said in my last video I liked Edmund the, the Oilers. Oilers to be one of the, like the sleeper teams. Homeboys just go and get swept in the first round. Didn't one of them go to like three overtimes out of the four games though? Scroll, um, scroll it down. I think I actually think that's what it is. No, it was the Capitals and Bruins. No, keep going, keep going. Look at look at one of the sweeps. I can scroll. I I know that. I was telling the other one. There you go. It is. Yeah, it's the yeah, Oilers. Three, yeah, three of the four. All, yeah, three of the four get overtime. That sucks, dude. Yeah. Just to just to you're get right, you're swept right there. And you got swept in overtime. Game, three game two of Edmund, Edmonton and Winnipeg was one nothing in overtime. Yeah, that's wow. a that's yeah. a game. Wow. That's a game right there where you're literally just like on the edge of your seat the entire time. You're just like each goal is going. To each happen. goal we probably had forty saves. God. Yeah, the heartbreak in Edmonton right now. I feel I feel for you guys. I do. I feel bad for you. That that's what about the suck. Boston series? I mean, they I, had three overtimes, but I mean, Boston ended up winning. Okay, okay. I mean, hey, gotta Boston give, won two out of three in overtime, and then won gotta, the. Uh, Got to give credit to them. We had a we had one more submission as far as uh, peaking of yeah, their final yeah, fours. Two out of the three overtime. Uh, Mr. English, who did correct us on uh, Tampa Bay again, we apologize for that. The video got cut. Uh, he has Carolina, Toronto, Colorado, and Pittsburgh. He's got say that again. He's got uh, Carolina, Toronto. Yep. Uh, Colorado and Pittsburgh. Okay. Well, Colorado is the only one that's moved on to the next round so far of his okay. four. So they have the sw- they have got the clean sweep. Toronto um, is uh, the yeah Leafs. okay they're they're playing man I'm telling you the left side of that bracket is strong go, go ahead you've and got the two sweeps you've got Tampa over there just not Tampa you got Toronto over there duking it out with the Canadian halves right now and Vegas too and Vegas in the wild yeah I Vegas think, is Vegas is going to get that um, you think Vegas is going to beat uh, the Avalanche. No, Vegas is going to definitely move past the Wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're you think they're going to uh, beat the Avalanche in the second round, though? I mean, that's got to be the matchup of the whole playoffs, though. That there is going to be the, one of the matchups. I think Toronto and Winnipeg now is also going to be one that everybody's going to be really excited uh, so, for. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, they were – the Vegas was one game away from, you know, a five-game series, but yeah, ended they up – Yeah, the, they dropped game five. Last night. Yeah. Um, and the t- whoever's going to come out the west and the north, man, it's going to be freaking tough. wild. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be a tough that, tough that matchup. championship game. There is going to be insane to go to the finals. As um, a as a Pittsburgh fan, like but, now now that I've seen that Boston beat Washington, I think if we get past the Islanders, we will beat the Bruins, and then okay. we'll most likely have to face. Shit, I was going to say the Hurricanes, but. I don't know. Nashville's putting up a hell of a fight. Yeah, Nashville is. They're not riding off into the, to the sunset. But you kind of hit on that, didn't you? Like, as far as like experience, because I feel like Nashville's. Had I did some say that I was experience. like Carolina was looking hot, but they just don't have the playoff experience, which is a huge thing in the NHL. Mm-hmm. They don't have that. They don't have that many veterans on the team that can, you know, coach the guys through it and stuff like that and rally the team up, but. I can't remember who but the Pittsburgh I, fan was, but we had a Pittsburgh fan comment on the video and, and said that the only team that he sees that Pittsburgh may struggle with the entire play, like he was calling Stanley Cup if you make it past this team, and it was Boston. So, really? yeah, so he, I mean, great I, prediction by him. He felt like I don't Boston know, was like, going to be Washington. And here we like are. you're saying, I the Boston did give us trouble during the regular season. 
But like you were saying, the the left side of that bracket being Toronto, Winnipeg, Colorado, Vegas, whoever, you know, those. That left side of that bracket is stout. Yeah. That ain't no slump competition over there. I I really, I'm calling it now, uh, you know, as we're, you know, making videos every week. I don't know how fast it'll get to the series, but I think that Avalanche Vegas series will go six or seven games and it will be a heck of a series. Okay. I can believe that. I believe that. It it may be, it may be better than the whole Stanley Cup ends up being. But shoot, right now, I mean. So we've lost. I don't count the total games. Y'all continue going on. I would say, I say, Pittsburgh versus Boston. Like I said, this this Carolina Predators series has been a a solid uh, back and forth. As far as you'll have, like the Canes will go at one nothing, but then the Preds will come back one one two one two two. You know, it's not like you're seeing a a quick two one or two zero three zero jump, and then you know the other teams having to struggle to get back. It's great power. Well, it's great power plays. Um, just good puck movement, and you know, so it's it's a lot of back and forth, back and forth, as far as scoring scoring goals here. I mean, I just like, I, and I'm not. Let me be from a personal standpoint. Like, I'm not the biggest hockey fan, but oh, yeah, I, I feel I, like I think we could agree that Alex is definitely the biggest yeah, hockey yeah, fan. Certainly, the he's the us. biggest hockey fan out of all of us. But I do believe that, like, playoff hockey is some of the most exciting sport, like, in just in sports in general. Like, yeah. I, I would I would probably personally rather and, – and I treat these both pretty much the same, NBA and NHL. I would rather watch an NHL game in the playoffs Instead than an of NBA a... playoff game, right? Agreed. I feel like there's more excitement in that, especially in the early rounds of both of them. Like in the early rounds, there's good even matchups across the NHL. Some of these first round matchups in the NBA, I mean, this is going to be a four-one series. Yeah, one game. They might drop one game when they come out. One team Cold, does too bad. Yeah. yeah, like we'll we'll just hit ball. Like um, the, the you know the, I mean the I wouldn't say the Lakers because they're not high enough up. Um, I'm struggling my- to pick a team. Like I guess Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Like Brooklyn's a two seed. Yeah, and they're playing Boston. I watched their game the other day. They ended up winning by like. 14 or something. And well, I mean, it, it well, wasn't even a close the, game the whole time. Uh, who's the Heat playing right now? Milwaukee, Milwaukee. who absolutely stomped Miami's okay. face in last night. All right, yeah. that's what I thought. I thought it was Milwaukee. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, the Heat's, what, a five seed? Yeah. And against the one seed, right? Is that correct? No, no, no. What's uh, Milwaukee? Milwaukee should be should be four seed. Maybe, Wait, maybe Heat's, the six, a, six, Heat's the, a six seed, right? Maybe. No. Is the Sixers the one seed? Yes, the Sixers is the one seed. The Nets are the two seed. Three, maybe? Three and five. Three and five? No, three and six. Three and six, four and five, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but either way, I mean, they won by like 40. Yeah. I mean, it was ridiculous. And I'm a Heat fan. So, Jimmy didn't look too happy with it. No, I mean, Jimmy shouldn't look too happy with it. His team played like crap. So, who's the other? Is it Bam out of bio? Yeah. I saw him sitting on the bench, just kind of head down, shaking his head, like, man, there's like three minutes left. And, you know, of course, might as well just get your starters out. They ain't coming, they ain't coming yeah. back from 40 down. Yeah. But I mean, just, just in general, I feel like, you know, not, not to toot the horn of the NHL, but I do feel like the NHL playoffs are, oh, I think, are a lot more exciting. Are a lot more exciting. Right on par with kind of the MLB. Like the MLB typically has a pretty good playoff spread. Like oh, yeah. whoever's facing off is actually I, I think the NHL's got the best playoff. 
Yeah, and I mean, he's got a little bit of bias, but I mean, at the same time, I think it's I, I think, I think it's justified. So, so. the Pittsburgh Boston record, when you're looking at the Pittsburgh side of it for the regular season, was three, four, and one, with that one being an overtime loss. So okay, that's fair. But so the Bruins and Penguins were pretty much evenly matched in the regular season. So I, I, I do agree with that, guys. If, yeah, this might I be. I think we'll get past the Bruins, but that's going to take some work. Like Do you, you think that's going to be like a seven-game series? I think that'll go seven games. Um, but you got to get past. The, if they get past the Bruins, I think we can take out whoever comes out of, that. of Carolina, Nashville, or Florida, Tampa. If the uh, if Pittsburgh and Carolina are meeting up, you trying to head to a uh, playoff hockey game in Raleigh? Yeah, I'll do that. Okay, mm-hmm. and you can go yeah. and you can go try old me- the melon patch. What is it again? Yeah, nah, yeah, they they <laughs> might get another chance. We'll see. <laughs> All we'll right, see, so I think so. I'm gonna revise mine a little bit. I think uh, I think Winnipeg will move on to the third round. They'll they'll win whoever they get out of Toronto, uh, Canada, or Montreal, I should say. Um, Vegas, I think they will beat the Avalanche, um, right in the back of Mark Andre Fleury. Then okay. you've got. Vegas and Winnipeg. Winnipeg beats them, goes to the finals. Just, and I say Pittsburgh comes out the other side. I knew that it's was going to be biased. Here. <laughs> I knew that was so I think it's going to be Pittsburgh versus, <laughs> Pittsburgh versus Winnipeg. Um, in the in the Stanley Cup finals. In the finals. And I think Pitty will win that one. I just don't think I don't think Winnipeg has enough experience. So to I'm going a high level caliber game. So like if that. Pittsburgh doesn't get out, if Pittsburgh doesn't get out the first round, roast this man. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely yeah. roast this. So, I'll take it. I'll take. So it. I got. I'll I'll, I'll take <laughs> a, a few teams. I'll listen to talk shit about Pittsburgh. So yeah, that's um, fair. I'll 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 say Toronto's getting past Montreal and then also past Winnipeg. Yeah. So into the third round, easily accomplishable there. That's yeah. Fair. Um, give me. I do, I do like Vegas beating the Wild, but I think the Avalanche will win that one. So you got Toronto and the Avalanche facing yeah. off to go to the finals. Yeah, and then give me, give me uh, Toronto again to the finals. I think that's what I said in my first predictions as well. Um, and then I think I originally had the Capitals in that coming out of the uh, top of that bracket with the Pittsburgh and them. I believe you did. Yeah. But uh, now. No, I know what I said. No, I said I didn't want to take any of those three, and I was going to take uh, the Islanders. That's what it was because oh, I didn't yeah. like any three. I didn't like any any of those teams. Uh, but give me uh, give me Pittsburgh coming out of that section. I I'm, I'd rather see Pittsburgh than Boston. So you think Pittsburgh's going to come from the right side yeah. all the way? Um, you think Pitt's going to the finals? That you're no, give me. I think the Canes end up pulling it out over the Preds, and then I'm going to go with just the speed of how how. Carolina plays. They got a lot of speed, a lot of young guys. Uh, take them to the finals. And I wouldn't mind seeing the Canes win it all. That'd be wild. I want to check where this series is. I wouldn't mind I... seeing the Canes win it either. You know, local team. Cl- yeah, that's the closest yeah, team to you Closest know. team to us by far. All right. I, want, I wanted to check where, where this uh, series was standing before I made this hot take. So uh, I'm going to take Toronto, Vegas, Pittsburgh, and Tampa Bay as my fourth. Okay. I think Tampa comes out of the bottom right, and uh, I don't really know a whole lot, of course, about the teams in the top left, even even their past experience. But 
Um, I feel like everybody, including some of our fans, are really you know talking Toronto up. I personally think the Avalanche could beat Vegas. I think uh, I've already said that. That's going to be a great I'm series. I'm correct, right? All four of those teams out of the top left are Canadian. Yeah, right? Yeah. Edmonton, yeah. Toronto. Yeah. yeah. So Edmonton, how many – there's what, five teams out of Canada, right? Or is there six? Six, right, with the Flames and the yeah. Calgary Flames and Vancouver. And um, you got Ottawa. Oh, okay. So seven. seven. Yeah. Yeah. Seven. All right. <laughs> Either way, over half the Canadian teams made the playoffs this year. Good, good. They haven't won a championship in like. I don't want to be wrong. Was it the nineties? Didn't we look it up I last? I feel like it was the nineties. Yeah. yeah, we looked it up last video. So, anyways, t- you know, Tampa, Pittsburgh, uh, Toronto, and Vegas, and I think it's gonna be Vegas, Pittsburgh in the finals. So, I'll, I'll take Vegas to the champion. I don't know. I don't want to be different to you. So, uh, but you know, that again, great start to the playoffs and. It's been some, exciting, and it really some, has. Some really good teams. Of, so. A lot of overtime games. Tell, a lot us, of, tell us what you think about our predictions. Yeah, uh, talk but, to us. Let us know. know. Comment. Yeah. And, and please. Some of, and some of you have made some pretty good predictions, and they're all still currently sitting around, so we'll see. And please roast them if Pittsburgh does not make it and out. please of roast them. <laughs> Bring it. So, um, but thanks always for the support for the NHL. We really appreciate it, and we always have fun talking about it. But um, any final comments for – No, I'm good with that one. Yeah. Uh, Fly penguins fly. I know they can't fly, but they can fly on the ice. <laughs> okay, I think that's close fair. enough. Close it. Slide. How about slide? It works in the video. How about slide? <laughs> All right. All right. So it is time. Yeah. Is it want, not? You want to do the one hundred? That's what I'm saying. All right. So I'm I'll jumping go, I'll go, I'll go it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time. Fighting out of the silver fridge. <laughs> Coming in at. 12 inches tall. Out of Hickory. Fella. Coming out of Hickory, North Carolina. <laughs> Weighing approximately 32 ounces. Can you oh, – oh, any of these measurements that, we're, that we have How correct? many ounces is it? How many ounces are in a pint? 16. Hey, Siri, how many ounces are in a pint? 16. Yes. I don't know that. I don't, I don't do metric stuff. I don't care. All right. <laughs> What'd so you it's say? Tw- it's 22 ounces in? Yeah. Okay. So coming in, is it out of Hickory, North Carolina? Is that where we said it was from? Old Hickory. Old Hickory Brewing Company. Got it. This is uh, from the... I guess this has been, what, sitting in the bottle since, what, would you say 2013? 2013, stamped 2013 on the wax seal. So we got a seven-year-old beer here that is uh, going to be uh, the centennial beer. Big words there. If if Chris can figure out how to open it. I'm going to do a little boxing intro. I've got to now. You got me in the mood for it. <laughs> you going to boost buffer this thing? Yeah. I'm going to try. Bruce Buffer is definitely the best intro. Which one? Oh, him, 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 him and his brother. Because his brother does boxing and Bruce does... The UFC stuff. Yeah. So, but to be... I mean, how much money do you think they got paid just to be announcers like that? That dude's living comfortably, okay? <laughs> He's oh, living yeah, better yeah. than we are, I can assure you that. Chris is struggling. I wish we had the video rolling for this part. Absolutely. He's struggling over there for the... Uh, for this beer. Yeah. 
Yeah, so this bottle, for those that you can't see it, just listen. That's gonna be. Do you have a lighter? It's wax dip, like Maker's Mark is, but they didn't put the string on it. You could pull the string and break the wax. You literally have to like cut and peel this wax off. It's literally, it's that's a lot of work. This is how this is how they kept it fermented, kept from losing its flavor. <laughs> there we go. There go, Ben. Don't be losing all the flavor out the top now. You're going to come over here anyway, so come on. Put your bloody up finger. Freaking stabbed himself. Amateur move over there. This is, this is literally the second beer we've ever had to crack. So. So. Give, the, give this thing the old um, boxing, boxing intro for it. Yep. Okay. You can do the intro for the 100, sir. All right, here we go. Fighting out of old Hickory Brewery, Wayne. God damn, what was 22 it? 22 ounces. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> damn it. Over. Let's start the video over. <laughs> all right, all right. Stash, cut the set. Ready yeah. and go. All righty, fighting out of old Hickory Brewing. Weighing 22 ounces, measuring 12 inches tall. It is the Centennial Fighter, Lindley Park. Oh, it really is. Giving a little model with Chris. Yeah, it really is, actually. It's Lindley Park. I didn't know it actually had its own name. So. He's the Centennial Fighter because he is the 100. Yeah. You're going you gonna to pull it up in that glass for us, too, Chris? No, nah, man, we're going to shotgun this stuff. You're going to shotgun hey, it? Crack yeah. the glass and shotgun it. Absolutely. I got a wet saw. We can, we can cut a little hole. You got a diamond bit yeah. and just drill. <laughs> there you go. Do us the honor, Chris, of pouring that for us. I do want to see what this looks like. Hold on. I got to put this down and be a professional pour. Everybody See? just talk shit about my little boxing intro. Please do it. Oh, that it's not... shit is dark. <laughs> that is motor oil coming out of that thing, son. Goddamn 530 <laughs> just got poured in that glass. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Did you not hear that thing? That sounded like a small engine motor oil right there. It literally just went bloop, 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 bloop. Like, like when you're draining the oil pan. Jesus. That's, that is not what I was my thinking. My word. This is definitely a stout. My God. Stout brewed with honey. Raspberries added. Yeah, stout brewed with honey. Raspberries added. Um, lucky number seven, I guess, up there. Yeah, that thing is dark and thick. Bro, the sound it made, too. It literally sounds like <laughs> oil coming out of a jug. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, that smells pretty good. You can smell the raspberry in it. All right. So, so you're going you to give it the old first sipper? Or we're going to try and drink out of the bottle. That's solid. Wow. So we, how do we know this thing's not expired? Because this was wax steeled and bottled in 2013. Yeah. So this is eight years old now. Yeah. Where has this been stored at? In your garage? This and, isn't mine. This was actually donated to us by uh, Andrew from across okay. the street. So Andrew's kept good care of it. Andrew, and yeah, Andrew has taken great care of it. Andrew used it. to work for, uh, God, I don't want to get this wrong, but I feel like he worked for World of Beer and... Uh, He's got a pretty solid collection of uh, some older beers and uh, some vintage stuff. Some vintage stuff. So what we mentioned smell? that 100 was coming up, and Andrew was like, "Hey, I'd love to give you this." Um, it smells like raspberries. Raspberries. <laughs> it's, a, it's a 1969 Mustang Fastback with the oil. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I just smell. <laughs> that was the old SS Camaro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So 
Uh, but Andrew, you know, we really appreciate you. He's a friend of the show. He's yeah. actually, you know, been on the show in some of our older recordings. Hasn't been on the YouTube channel yet, but, uh, you know, great That's friend heavy. of the show. It is, but it's, it hits like a stout, but it's got the definitely got honey sweet, and raspberry. And sweet. It's, it's got that little peck of sweet in there. That is, it doesn't, uh, I say, I smell like, yeah, I smell the you honey. Smell raspberry, yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. Poor, man. yeah. I mean, think about the eight years old and you still smell raspberry. That I'm getting more honey than I am raspberry. Pull that from the bottle. If you pull that from the bottle, did you, you get, do get more honey? Did we ever make sure there was nothing down in the bottom? I swirled it a lot while I was trying to get the damn <laughs> wax off of it. <laughs> make sure there wasn't nothing in the bottom we had to stir up or something. You get a pull off the bottle, you definitely get more honey out of it. I mean, I get oh good, yeah, I get a good amount of honey out of this. Ten percent alcohol by volume. Hey, always love that. So, Lonely Park is a sublime state of mind, captured and bottled for your enjoyment. An imperial stout brewed with honey and with raspberries. Don't know why you put the and there like that, but wait, wait, I'm not an English major. Um, <laughs> then aged in oak barrels. The resultant flavor is a delectable marriage of chocolate and raspberries. It was inspired by our appreciation for retailers who have supported us on craft beer. We hope you'll continue to support them and your local breweries. Cheers. That. Yeah, I get that chocolatey um, raspberry flavor. Try it out of the bottle, and you tell me, do you not get more honey out of the bottle, though? Like I said, I'm getting a decent amount of honey just I know what you – yeah, glass. yeah, yeah. Just, just try it out of the bottle. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's yeah. like – it's probably just – the same thing that involves like when you, you when you air out wine and yeah. decanters and it's stuff where, like that. It's where the wine touches your yeah. tongue, actually. Initially, it touches your tongue. It's not exposed too much air as it is like it is in the glass. So it's gonna be a different flavor profile, but I think it's really good. That's a very good beer. I I agree. I think the how they describe it, the chocolatey or the chocolate and raspberries. I'm I'm getting that. It's it is awesome how great of a chocolate raspberry honey balance oh across yeah this beer because yeah. it's not dominated and with i mean with with most stouts there's a a strong i mean it's just gonna be chocolate right and you could fit in some flavor a marshmallow a vanilla peanut butter something, something like yeah. that but the balance of all three flavors across this beer and across eight years too it's is, fantastic is really impressive oh Oh, really good. Really I'm, good. I'm Very so good. I'm so glad we did this beer for our 100th. Like I'm so glad that Andrew gave this to us and was like, "Hey, I really want you to do something special for your 100th." Like, because this is this is very good. Very awesome. good. This is gonna it's also be also limited edition. So. This is gonna be a little high score. See if you can find it. Just look up real quick. See if you can find it and uh, what the price point on this. Sure gonna work. Yeah. What is um What is the um view of you website website right. that. What's it called? Uh, untapped. Untapped is what okay. is what typically. Yeah, but let let Alex look up and see what uh like old what hickory. this is going for right now. If you're in Old Hickory, like if you're if you're in Hickory, North Carolina, and they got some of these at, at the brewery, you're gonna want to grab this. This is gonna be not something you drink drink every weekend. Um, so beer advocate gives it a ninety five. Yeah. With 1.1 thousand reviews, son of a bitch. I was exactly going to give it a nine five. <laughs> I mean, it's son of a gun. All right, well, but that at least tells me I could be, you know, a freaking 
professional scorer for it. So it's it's up there. Yeah, nine five for me. I'm just gonna go ahead and put it on the paper. Rotating seasonal. Um. Ooh. So. So they continue to make this, just not the 2013 version of it. I'm gonna That's, nine five. You're gonna go nine five mm-hmm. too. It's in the nines. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, they were making yeah. this beer all up to at least confirmed up to twenty up to twenty twenty. So I'm sure they're still making it. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, nine two. Okay. This is very good. Again, though, this is this isn't something you could like. You couldn't sit down and fin- I couldn't finish this bottle in one sitting. You couldn't drink a whole bottle of that one night. Just you, you know, just you and a chill night. Like this is not. This is a sipping beer. This isn't like a. Yeah, yeah. I agree. This is like a multiple. Like I could sit here for multiple out like an. You get I want to have two hours on this beer and I mean, beer. You, you get like a pint and a half or two pints almost out of it. So yeah, um, I mean, I think that's I think that's fair. I just I could see myself sitting on a log cabin in the snow, just pulling this from the bottle. Or are you going to actually pull it? Probably pulling it from the bottle. <laughs> yeah, probably pulling it from the bottle in a rocket chair on the porch or something. I mean, it's it's it needs to be a cold like it needs to be a cold environment. This is clearly not something you drink on the lake. Like. It, it, it's got this. It's got a. It's got a hick like a, a mountain. You know. Oh yeah, absolutely. To it. It's so fun. I was just looking at these reviews. Like one review, these guys like no chocolate. Another guy's like leads off with chocolate. And it's just like it's crazy. Like reading these beer advocate guys, they're like these are definitely not the verified guys that work for beer advocate. Yeah. But it's just these random commenters. They're like all over the board. Yeah. These but are. I'm gonna have to go with. Do we know what our highest oh. highest weight weighted beer is yet? We do, but it's on that list right there on that camera. Yeah, so That's I'll have to take time. a look at it. I, I believe one of the sisters got a nine eight. She did. Yeah, one of the sisters did. Got what? a nine eight. A nine, either a nine six or a nine eight. I'm gonna go nine point four. Nine point four. Yeah, this go. is very good though. This is very good. Yeah. Do you get, like the the flavor in Bro, I can tell you right now this thing would get me lit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> lit. Yeah. After heavy 10%, 10% alcohol, I would get into one of those and like go stand up to another Whoa. one and be like, "Oh shit, I need to switch to natural right. light." <laughs> <laughs> I need to cut back down to that yeah. that old melon patch. Yeah, I need to get that melon patch alcohol <laughs> that, water. 3.8, so I put it back down. Yeah. Sure, cuz even natural light got more than that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You need to keep the melon patch on handy when you're getting too drunk but you still want to drink. <laughs> <laughs> no, or, or was it the uh, Radloos that had like what was it two point the two point one? It was one point four. One point yeah, it was one point eight something like that. So, um, what did you say that was? That was a pint and a half. It was a pint, pint, pint twenty two ounces. Yeah, twenty two ounces. ounces. Yeah, so yeah, that's a that's a pint and a half. I think if I'm getting that right, a so pint measuring... six and pint and six ounces. Okay, so almost a pint and a half. Yeah. All right, okay. So yeah, almost a pint and a half. Uh, yeah, that would fuck you up. That would that would get you pretty good. Oh yeah, absolutely. What I was gonna ask, you before, do get like the stomach warming and all that stuff that you would get up a, like a nice heavy stout, that warm feeling. Yeah, yeah. I, what I was gonna say before we started laughing so hard, um, flavor in the bottle or flavor in the glass, if you had to pick. I guess kind of depends on what you're going for. You personally, um, I, th- I like it out the glass. I like it out the bottle. I think out the bottle is a little bit more clear like and crisp. Bottle. Um, here, let's go ahead and trade then. Let him move the bottle over here. You just you finish off what's in the glass then. Give so, me a little bit. I, yeah. I don't know. I think I think I'm getting a little bit more balance of the flavor. You can't even see through the screen. <laughs> no, you shit. can't. It like, is God. dark. I'm telling. I think I think that it, is, it had to put like black food coloring the shit just to make it even darker. <laughs> that is that is blacker than black coffee. 
if that even is possible. Yeah. No, that's no. This is like if you uh like mud coffee. Yeah. This is what the Marines drink on. <laughs> yeah. If you let co- yeah. if you let coffee sit for the day and this is what you had to come back to. Not yes. only you let it sit, but you let it sit on top of the warmer so it just gets burnt yeah. as it's yeah, there sitting there. Oh man. But no, I think um I don't know to kind of get all three a more mellow of all three flavors, whereas I think out the bottle you're getting kind of hit with the honey, kind of out light. I think out the glass you get a little more blend of all of all three. I do. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah, I'll give you that. I mean, it just feels like just natural honey in there. It's oh yeah, so that sounds sweet. like. Oh yeah, it probably. Yeah. Hickory's in the mountains of North Carolina, yeah, correct? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So this part they done they done went and harvested some beehives out the trees and scraped honey. You I know, honeycomb. Like some crazy store. Like yeah, we send John out there every day to, to the honeycomb yeah, and to the honeycomb. That would be pretty wild. I'm not gonna lie, but. It would be deserving of, of how good this beer is. Oh, yeah. It would be so deserving of how good this beer is. So, wow. Uh, yeah, so uh, back down the line, uh, 959492 yes. on the Lindley Park number seven style brewed with honey and raspberries from Old Hickory Brewing in Hickory, North Carolina. Awesome so, beer. Very good. What a, what a 100th, though. I'm so glad we did this. I'm so yeah. glad we had again, you know, like you like said, this. shout out to Andrew for allowing us to do this. Yeah. Having Seven, this beautiful seventh prez, uh, you're awesome. Yeah. We'll definitely have to have you on the show as a as a gracious of our appreciation. But yeah, and so we could say this was a unanimous decision. Is a little boxing analogy from earlier? Is yeah, it a unanimous or this is this is a KO. This is KO. Yeah, yeah. KO first round. Uh, <laughs> what's on first the camera? Uh, yeah, a minute and twenty two seconds into the first round. <laughs> <Yeah>. So. <laughs> Uh, we're, this is what we hope Floyd Mayweather does to Logan Paul. Whatever fighting. Paul brother. Yeah, whatever Paul brother that's fighting. So, um, yeah, and you can get that on YouTube because I know one of them's a YouTuber or whatever. So, uh, yeah. So I was, yeah, any, I'm, any, I am very pleased with this. Yeah. Very pleased. I'm happy. Very any, happy. Anything else you guys want to add? No. Good All job. Right. I love that beer. Yeah. Great 100. Congrats, Wait. boys. Yeah. Congrats. Here, cheers to 100. Yeah, cheers to 100. <laughs> So um, I know not all of them are on YouTube, but you can find all 100 of them on our Instagram. So make sure you're following yeah, us all on, out there. on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Beer Bacon Bros. I think the Instagram is actually beer underscore bacon underscore bros. Yep. yep. And uh, and Facebook is literally just Beer Bacon Bros. You'll see our logo. So, And as always, subscribe to our YouTube channel and uh, appreciate y'all's support. Yeah. Thank I you to all the you loyal listeners out there, too. Everybody that's just listening in. Um, check us out on YouTube if you haven't. Uh, Comment, share, send our videos out. Spread the love. Yeah. Know? Make sure you're Spread subscribing. Make sure you're subscribing. We're always yeah. providing, providing some weekly content. And so I guess next we will get into uh, we your 600-foot Philly. Okay. That's fair. We got we only got two things left for the night. So 600-foot Philly, I think. What else fair. did you have? Yeah, what's, what's the second thing? The first take with uh, Julio's interview. Oh, yeah. Okay. We, we ain't really got to cover that. I kind of want to cover it because I'm, I'm personally a little tick like, and this is what. All right, well, all right then let's let's go ahead and cover. It'll, I, it'll be a quick conversation, I yeah. think. It, I so would if, think. if you haven't seen this, um, actually, one of y'all pull it up, and we'll play the audio into it, and um, and they'll be able to watch the video below. So are you pulling it up or not? I got it. it. All right. Because w- here's on the spot here's here. what I'm mad about. Mr. Fucking minute, man. He got it. He got it. Yeah, get you a sip of that. Here's what I'm mad pull up about. Just the audio on. And play it into the yeah, microphone. Just play, yeah, just play it, yeah, play it, just play it in the mic. Yeah. We do not own the rights to this. 
You watching Julio? I really hope he answers here. This is Julio, Julio talking to Skip Bayless to on the ESPN phone. Live. No, this is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, all right. Julio. I got you. This is your favorite uncle. What's going on, bro? Man, nothing much. Trying to go meet up with my brother. What's happening with you? Man, look. You want to go to the Cowboys, Julio? Or you want to stay in Atlanta? Oh, man. No, I'm out of there, man. You He's out, out. Of He's out of there. Oh, Are you going to... Ideally, where would you like to go? Oh, uh, right now, I'm just, I want to win. Okay. We don't go to Dallas. If you go, you ain't winning in Dallas, Julio. Uh, you already, y'all, man, listen, come on, man. You already know I know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you remind him so we're on television right now. Listen, listen, you know how people is, man, with all that going right. on with the, the picture. Yeah. yeah. You know, stuff like that. Okay. Man, I ain't never been on that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. That's good enough. Julio. I'll talk to you later. Thanks for calling me back. We on air, but I appreciate you calling me, dog. You know I know my nephew was gonna pick up. Oh yeah, nah, nah, yeah. I ain't, I ain't going, I ain't going to Dallas, man. I never thought about going to Dallas. Okay, I appreciate that, bro. Enjoy the rest of your day. Now he might not yeah. have any choice. <laughs> all right, so you, Shannon man. Sharp asking all the questions. Yeah, that was the phone call came from Shannon Sharp's phone. Now what? I'm gonna go ahead and stop because I know you got a lot more to talk about this than I do. Go ahead. So I'm gonna go ahead and go in with my my sense. Go ahead. Not a professional athlete by many means over here. Look at me. Okay, I could be possibly an Olympic curler. I don't know. That's what it <laughs> still up for debate. Boys out in Minnesota are doing it. We, I can do we it. all could. We yeah. all could. Anyways, so but I would understand in a professional aspect aspect as a as an athlete of all people, I would have to put at the top of the list: Stephen A. Smith, Shannon Sharp, Skip Bayless. Any of those three jokers call you and you tell them something, the shit's going on TV. So I think Julio knew what he was saying was most likely good on TV. Now it's the fact of that girl that was on the show tried to get in there because she realized what was going on was really weird. She did try to say, "Hey, we're on air like right now. Like this isn't this be is a lot airing. This is people are literally watching you talk live. Too sharp. Like, and I think that's a little messed up on their part. Yeah, I, on Shannon's part, for, uh, not, yeah. for, not, for not, not, not prefacing the conversation like, "Hey, we're we're live right now, bro." Like, I've got you tapped in on ESPN. Like, I'm calling you calling literally you, from on set. Yeah, like, cameras watching. Commercial me. break after this. Like, oh no, not even commercial break. Like, this is I'm calling you right here, right now, and then I'm, me and Skip are about to have a conversation it's, it's about this phone call. And I, I don't think I think Julio just really doesn't care anymore either way. I, I mean, um, I really do. I mean, of course, he wants out of has Atlanta. Has he reacted any sort of way yet? Has he no, Julio, Julio hasn't said anything. And and people, including myself, as I'm about to say, are really upset about the way Shannon Sharp went about that. Like, that's a very unprofessional thing to do. It just – and I get it. He's playing the big daddy move of, hey, man, like, skipping him or talking about Julio. He's like, you know what? Why don't I just call Julio, right? And Stephen A. Smith does it all the time. Oh, man, I got a text 15 minutes ago from LeBron yeah, James much, about how, crap about Steven how I think he really does communicate with those players a lot. Oh, he does. But he's never pulled them on TV live without any sort of warning. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. And, that, and that's a professional thing. Like, that's a professional courtesy. And also, like, Shannon making those comments, like, I'm your uncle kind of stuff. Like, I knew that's my cool. Yeah. If y'all are like that, that's cool. But if you're his uncle, you shouldn't do the man like that. Yeah. 
Like, it, because here now you're, he pay, is, you're playing him in a bad light. Up, you guarantee that the Atlanta organization is now pissed. Oh, you literally just said on absolutely. I'm out. Absolutely. I'm not playing in Atlanta anymore. Absolutely. Because, I mean, Atlanta, there was already trade rumors. Let's, let's be clear about that. The Beer Bacon Bros show knows there was already trade rumors. Oh, yeah. Everybody oh, yeah. that follows the NFL knows there's trade rumors. You could see the trade was going to happen by following what Atlanta did in the draft. But – Exactly. That's what a lot of people have been saying. You know, Kyle Pitts, and we even said it on our, our draft recap that, you know, Kyle Pitts might be just the Julio replacement. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not that they're powering up their offense. He's just the Julio replacement. But if teams know that Julio's mindset is, bro, I'm out, he literally said, I'm out of Atlanta, then they teams can are like, all right, Atlanta, you know, the ball's in your court. You Here's what we'll offer. Come get him now. Right? Yeah. yeah. And we know he's going to walk. And not just that, he's already said, I'm not going to Dallas. So Dallas might as well not even pick up the phone. And what if Dallas <laughs> and Atlanta was already in some sort of little back channel conversation? Exactly. I mean, well, exactly. I mean, you and just made those explode into thin air. Yeah. So maybe. Just, but like, again, I I don't I don't see Dallas going out to make that move. And I I don't, I, for the, I don't either. Where did, do we is it, do we know where this there was came some from picture with there? him of Julio like in a Dallas show or something like that? Okay. That's so But either way, it for what Dak's wanting to ask for and what we would have to pay him, we cannot afford to get Julio. Yeah. For what we're wanting to keep out, like if we wanted to keep Amoy, if we want to keep Zeke, if we want to keep Dak, and they get paid what they need to be paid, we can't afford to get Julio. Yeah, and it, it's yeah. just So like, it doesn't make sense for us to try and go and get Not him. unless he's playing safety for y'all. He'd probably be the best safety on your team if he was immediately traded <laughs> to you. But um, I mean, I, I I think it's just a bullshit move by Shannon Sharp to do that. I do too, and I mean, I just like it. Re- it really pisses me off because he, he and people are like, "Well, he told Julio he was on air. He told Julio they were on air after the conversation was done." I mean, he was like, "Bye, he, Julio." He had already done and his damage. Yeah, not only that, but it wasn't like a hey, hey, hey. Just an FYI, you're on air. It was more of like, yeah, like "Hey, uh, I'm on air now. I'll call you back later." Yeah, it was kind of like an well, in the passing girl, the girl, kind of the co-host. I forget her name. Um. She's screaming in the background. Does she's he like, know does he we're, know on, we're air? on air? And Shannon Sharp's like talking over her yeah. purposely. Like he's just like ignoring her. But like I said, the conversation. And his. But Julio had already said, I'm out of Atlanta. I'm going somewhere I can win. And then they made the joke about, well, if you're wanting to win, you're not Don't going go to Dallas. Here. Yeah. Well, and also it was. That's not a joke. That's just a factual statement. Well, yeah. But <laughs> they, made it, they made it as a joke. As a, as a Dallas fan at the end of the table over here. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm kind of worried. Scum. <laughs> Okay. Um, we still so, have five. Yeah, I mean that's just that that lit me on fire. If if I'm crazy, y'all say it. Y'all comment on the video and say that I'm crazy. Um, but yeah, let us I know mean, what y'all think. Like, just imagine, dang man, you get like, interviewed like that, and you're on the spot. And it sounded like he was driving down the road. He it sounded, was. It sounded, it sounded like, like he, getting, he turned it to the car audio. Yeah, he was having to roll oh, up yeah, the window. Turned it to car audio. Yeah. Like it skipped out where the Bluetooth connection being made. Like. I want to know what you guys, as the listeners and fans of the show and stuff like that, whoever, if you stumble across the video, what you would do if you were in Julio Jones' position. You get a call from a media personality that you apparently have a very close relationship with, have what seems like a casual conversation, not realizing that is being broadcasted live on air. Well, And not only that, but then if you did happen to hear the co-host or if you did hear him say, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm on air, well, how would you have handled the situation? Well, then? not only that, but it was like again, Sh- Shannon Sharp's comment was like a, like an in passing, like hey, how you doing, hey Chris, and he just kind of kept on going with the conversation, not like a, I didn't that. do it. it yeah, was, it's it not like I directed that. it, like I think made you're, the you're point. Right. Like, 
Shannon Sharp at the end was like, all right, who I got to go? We're on the air. And then, like, hung yeah. up. Yeah, like, didn't, like, didn't oh, make okay. it a point to be known to Julio that, yeah, this was – not only did I call you, but I'm live on air and millions of people are hearing what you're saying. I'm also kind of surprised that the producers of the show allowed that to happen. Well, yeah. I, the producers – I think that's why – I think that's where the, the girl in the background was like, yo, like, does he know we're on air? She knows, like, the legality part of that. Like, yeah. yeah. Julio could go after them if he wanted to. Like, imagine if he came on there and said something like he cussed or said something a little bit derogatory or something like that, and he gets in trouble, and it's like – Like, it was, to, like, to, about or towards the Atlanta organization yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And like, what if he get on there and he was like, nah, man, those bitches suck. And then, like, oh, that shit just got broadcast on national television. Yeah. 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 Like, just imagine and you, that and, and you were thinking you were having a – A casual conversation with your good friend Shannon Sharp. Yeah. Yeah. Like you knew who's going to say what you said was going to go on air, but you would expect him to like clean it up, you know? I agree. Yeah. But I agree. That's ridiculous. If I was the producer of that show, I literally would have been like shitting my pants, been like, we need to cut this. Yeah. Like somebody needs to get a hold of Shannon. We need to cut this feed. Yeah. So before he gets Paul Pierce. Mm. But all right. <laughs> now, uh, I haven't seen the video of it. Is Shannon Sharp like holding his phone to his microphone or something? No, no he's it's literally, literally just, just holding it in front of him. He's holding it from that's so his mic's picking up his cell yes. phone. Yeah. Yes. So it wasn't patched through the show. He literally just pulled out his own cell phone. Yeah, like yeah. he pulled it out okay, of his yeah. coat pocket. Yeah, those producers the producers on that show were shitting a brick. They were like, <laughs> What the hell is happening they right sh- now? I mean, they should be. They freaking should be. That's um, a bad look, honestly. I think that's gonna I think there's gonna be a little bit of a fallout to this. Nothing really major is gonna happen, but somebody might have to apologize. People people oh, yeah. are people people are roasting Shannon about it right now. And and they should be. They really should but be. That's also Shannon Sharp's one of the people. He's just not going to give a shit. He'd be like, I do what I want to do. Oh, yeah. Like, he's just going to he's gonna roll it. He's, he's got that swagger about it. Oh, yeah. It. He, he does. He did his time. He he's like, owned. He pulled out a cigar and Henny on the show one time. And like, yeah. Not confirmed. Not confirmed. <laughs> Otherwise, he'd be in Paul Pierce's seat. But, yeah. Um, but, but he's, yeah. he's done his time. He, you know, his name's out there. He's one of the biggest names. Have yeah. played in NFL, he's you know, a massive this, uh, media person. Yeah. So, so four teams that I've seen that are interested in Julio, which of course now Atlanta is saying, yeah, we're open to trading Julio, and it's a first round pick or nothing. Like, that's kind of that's kind of the way Atlanta. When is Julio's it. contract up? Oh, I don't like three years or something. He's got, so he can't just walk. Right no, now. no, no. He's okay. got a, and he's got a butt ton of money on him. I mean, okay. it, I'm uh, I'm yeah. not exactly sure how much it is, but it's in the it's in the twenties, I think. Okay. I think it's twenty million a year more. I about so say the ball, the but, ball is somewhat in Atlanta's court, but teams still need to bring something to the table to get him out of Atlanta now. Yeah, and I mean he's he's it, been a statistically be, top five receiver for the last five years. So I mean, you know, it's still say, it, it's a he's older. It's got to be worth Atlanta's time. Yeah, he's but you also got to look at a team that can take older, on that he's salary gap. Worth the next, he's worth he's, the he's got some he's years, got some value if he can stay healthy. Yeah, so four teams that have have kind of come forward as people that. Are you interested? Are, are interested? You want to take any guesses at Ford? At I know Ford? I got I got a list sent to me the other day by a good friend, but oh, is the good friend the guy that texted us today confirming that it was going to be one of these four teams and said you heard it here first? Possibly. Is it? Yeah. It, is no, it yeah, also? I know. The, I know who is the it the good friend, friend that's asking us to help yeah. him move? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so I this didn't. Get... List, this list here was sent earlier in the week, and it's got one, two, three, four, five, six teams on it. Okay. Yeah. You want me to read them, or do you want to list them, Chris? I, I, the four that I have seen consistently over the last twenty-four hours: San Francisco, Green Bay, New England, and Seattle. Totally different list. Yeah. Okay. Say that again. I don't, I don't trust the 49ers are, Is a mutual team on this list. Okay. New England, Green Bay, and Seattle. I thought I heard the Jets. New team. England's on here. Green Bay, Green Bay, and Seattle is on this list. This one's got 
the Ravens, the 49ers, and the Patriots, like you said, the Colts, the Chargers, and the Titans. I thought I had somebody, somebody throw the, the tit- Jets the out there one time. This came from The Athletic. That was the Athletic is a, a reasonable website. But, um, but it also does say could be in the hunt for. Yeah, so again, that's before the Shannon Sharp thing. Yeah. So, uh, But I, did, I actually did see A.J. Brown of the Titans say – like on Twitter at Julio, tighten you know, up, come on, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like, he no, he actually apparently is. I just saw a second ago where he was like, when we were looking, it's also on one of these web pages we got pulled up. He apparently has actually had like a actual conversation or a voice recording sent to Julio, trying to say like, hey, dude, like, let's get this shit. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise. I I don't see the Chargers, and I I I do see where the Ravens need wide receiver. I'm not sure if they're gonna make that kind of move, but. Um, I certainly, I certainly feel like the Chargers are a team that's not going to be. They got Keenan Allen, they got some older receivers. I don't, I don't see them going after him. I don't really see Seattle. I mean, I can see where you know teaming up with DK Metcalf and, and TJ Lockett would be interesting for Seattle, but um, I don't see Seattle making that move. Green Bay I, would needs to make that move. Green Bay needs to make that move, and if you're New England, you really, really need to make. Bro, that like, move. okay, so let's talk about this. If Green Bay makes the move for Julio. It is gets Rogers it gets, still walking? Yeah. No, 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 no. Rogers will play. Rogers will play, play with Julio. Yeah, because they finally got his weapon that he needs. Yeah. Well, yeah. he's you know he's got something else around him other than Devontae Adams. I, but I also think Bill Belichick snagging slides Julio his little way in with there. Mac Jones coming into his rookie season. Yeah, and I mean Cam the old Newton, Alabama Cam Newton, Cam been, Newton there complaining about needing weapons. Now you get Cam an outside receiver in Julio. He's already got two of the top tight ends of free agency coming in. That kind of makes it a little more interesting for the New England offense. Julio probably has three really good years left. I mean, the guy's had turf toe for 25 years now. I mean, I'm not, I'm not kidding. Like since he was a freshman in college, yeah, <laughs> he's I had mean, it since Nam. I mean, exactly. So uh, the guy's always kind of hurt or at least banged up. So I, I think Julio's probably got three solid years. I think Green Bay has to put the chips on the table to make the move. You haven't helped Rodgers. Rodgers is literally looking to get out. He wants a GM fired. Like he, yeah. He basically, he basically said that in an interview last night with, um, trying to think of the guy. He just retired from ESPN or just left ESPN. But um, they were having like a final interview last night. He had Aaron Rodgers. The guy straight up asked Aaron Rodgers, "Have you demanded a trade?" And Aaron was like, "You know, Green Bay is such a great." Oh, is that the guy that base. said F? Talk, um, that said uh, like F you Rodgers about cryptocurrency and F you Rodgers. Older guy, I don't older, know. Maybe older white guy, maybe. Maybe it was, but uh, um, I think it was kind of. I think it was just a joke. But there was a little. I think I saw it on like Instagram today, and it was like, "Yeah, Aaron, you told us to get big into crypto, and now this is happening." He goes f you, Rogers, <laughs> and Rogers just kind of laughs as the guy walks away. No, I don't know, but I mean, Aaron, like Aaron, basically, Aaron gave him the runaround, the clean, uh, one of the cleanest runarounds I've seen in a while. You know. Green Bay is such a great fan base. They're so loyal. It's such a great city, great organization to work for. I just really want it to be, you know, up to the standards that it deserves and uh, appreciation of the players and the way things are, should be done. I mean, he just, like, went on for, like, two and a half, three minutes of just, just kind of walking around the question never answered it. Oh, yeah, it's just perfect. <laughs> what, makes, right. what makes that, that, that actual reporter and analyst a great reporter slash analyst is my mindset? He would have finished his little rambling. I went, 
Okay, so back to my original question. If you demand a trade or not, <laughs> like, I would have let him finish his little bullshit run around and then went back to it. But the guy obviously just rolled with it. He's yeah. Like, Okay, yeah. I'm obviously not going to get an answer. There's no reason not, to piss him off and beat you know keep beating the dead horse. Yeah, not going to get the nugget. Apparently, but if you, apparently if, you avoid, Aaron, if you avoid the question like that, you he'd have been better off just saying no. I haven't demanded a trade. Him avoiding the question and giving that whole little two minutes. Speech, oh, we all we are yeah we, are, we know he's yeah. demanded a trade. And I think he did it that way to do it the politically correct way. Of yeah, I've demanded a trade, but I'm I not think gonna he did that way to it. also send like a message to the fans of like he doesn't want to leave you guys. It's, it's clear, not the city. It's the It's GM. not the team. It's the. It's literally this one dude at that one desk. Yeah, it's this one dude that decided to draft Jordan Love. It, or the yeah, only Jordan Love. The Jordan only Love. offensive player they have drafted in like <laughs> the only three offensive years. skills player they have drafted in the first round since Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's the fact that they haven't drafted any help in the first round. They moved up to get a quarterback last year, and it was all this guy, right? I mean, that's. If you think the about the last time they drafted. An offensive skills player in the first round was Aaron Rodgers, and that was so they could push Brett Favre out. Yeah. And now you go and draft another quarterback. So he's like, okay, obviously, yeah, I can see the guy on the wall. I was, I was a part of this last time. I mean, if you're Aaron, like, you're literally telling them it's Julio, it's, or, it's Julio, or, I'm Julio or I'm out. You got to. Right? It's got to be that. Oh, way. yeah. You got, I mean, you got to put your foot down. And yeah, you can't. I mean, you had to be traded. Like, you're under contract. You can retire, you know, and collect whatever's guaranteed money is left to you. But and then I mean, just do like what Gronk did or Marshawn Lynch did, come out of retirement a year. Brett Favre did trade. Yeah, Brett Favre did. <laughs> he came out of retirement twice. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean that was kind of my my hot take on that on that thing. So, um, I think Julio is probably pretty aggravated with it being on air like that. He's got to be. He's got to be. And he maybe don't put like, me on blast like that. That's maybe, that's like what my saying. mindset would be. Like maybe he just hadn't either. Processed it all, or either he was trying to figure out a clean way to handle this situation. Yeah. Now that it's been blasted all over the air. It's, yeah. So, why is he really wanting out of Atlanta, as he said yet? Well, the Atlanta Atlanta wants to like cut some, they want to cut some salary. Okay, it's really more you know. Atlanta's wanting to kind of move on. Well, and I mean, Julio, Julio wants to win. Julio has played in one Super Bowl, had a wonderful performance in it, and has since then not had a chance to win. So, Julio feels like this is my moment when I still got some good years left in me to go help a team. Right. Hell, if, I've, if he really felt that way, I would be like, hey, Tampa Bay, sign me for like a one-year minimum. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, let's go win another one. Yeah. You know well, what I'm saying? Like, I mean, he's, if you're going to chase the ring, chase the fucking ring. Put some effort in. Well, he's not, a free, he's not a free agent, though. And Tampa can't afford a salary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That does put a damper on things. So, that's that's one of the biggest things. And, and you hitting at it with Dallas. Which higher than coming. <laughs> yeah. That's what, you got to no, no find either. a team that has – has the salary room to actually pay this guy $20 million a year. It's not going to be a win-now team. No. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. New England's got plenty of salary cap. Yeah, but New England's not a win-now team. They're Jackson. not like – they're not within the hunt of a Super Bowl in the next two years. Yeah. I mean, it would probably take – I mean, here's what I think. Atlanta wanted a future quarterback anyways. If you're Green Bay and you're willing to, you know, say I made a mistake, Jordan Love for Julio. First round. That's what you wanted, right? Yeah, you get you get your future quarterback. I get Julio Jones. Yeah, I don't think Jordan Love carries enough weight to do that. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't think that other, I don't think that Jordan other teams Love. consider I don't think Jordan, Jordan Love to be a first round draft pick. I, I mean, he was he was borderline. He was like when he when he was being talked about, he was borderline. He was so he was but borderline. He definitely wasn't worth what the tenth or twelfth pick they took him at. No, no, they moved up a couple of picks. They took him at like twenty, I think. I think his exact number was twenty, but. Um, 
but still, I mean, he didn't deserve to to like. No, I don't think anybody actually felt that strongly about Jordan Love the way Green Bay felt about it. No, because they left plenty of other good quarterbacks on the board. Well, not just that. I mean, they they moved up. They literally traded draft picks yeah. to go get him, and I don't think anybody was really feeling that strong about him. So no, um, was that what year did Jordan Love get drafted? Three years ago. Two years ago. Two years ago now. So he he was behind. It was a twenty. It was twenty nineteen draft. Yeah, twenty six in the twenty twenty NFL draft. So twenty twenty NFL draft. So last year's draft. Okay. So yeah, twenty six. I mean, again, they was that also they moved up for him too though. Was that also the year uh, where did um, where did Philly pick in this draft? Anybody know? Uh, it wasn't that high up. If okay. they picked in this draft, hold on, I don't think. Yeah, they did. They picked uh, Jalen Rogers out of TCU at twenty-one. Okay, because because they could have had Justice Jefferson. Yeah, that that's got to feel great. Well, well, when I, it was the year uh, DK Metcalf went that. They put, I don't know, that whatever. Was, that was Bro. many years ago. Jalen Hurts went in fifty third. Yeah, he was the same he draft. Was, he was second round draft pick. Yeah. Currently and they starting quarterback. Jordan Love over Jalen Hurts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody Ridiculous. felt that great about him. Nobody felt that great about him. So, isn't that tough? Mm. Oh well. Yeah, that hurts. <laughs> yeah. You traded up for Jordan Love when you could have gotten Jalen Hurts. I mean, it, not just that. I mean, think about the way. Think about the way no, they could have gone. Jacob Eason. I feel like Jacob Eason. Yeah, I, I mean, like I, I like Jacob. Jacob like, Eason at one twenty-two. Like, <laughs> I like Jacob Eason more than I like. Where is Jacob Eason right now? He's with the Colts still. He's, he's still, still the, the Colts. He, he's still the backup. So behind, actually, I take that back because Philip Rivers retired, right? Oh, he's behind Carson Wentz. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's behind Carson Wentz. Wentz. So, um, I got Carson Wentz in the trade. God, such a great trade. By the way, if you're a Colts fan, I'll say it on air right now, you're going to really enjoy having Carson Wentz. People people want to crap on Carson Wentz in Philadelphia. He was in a bad situation. I think situation. I've said it before on the show that I thought Carson Wentz just got screwed with the team he got put on. Yeah. He, yeah. he could be an actual and really good quarterback. He got screwed with the philosophy he was put in, the team yeah. that he was on, the offensive line that he had, and the amount of wide receivers he did not have because they were all freaking hurt every time for the last three years. So if you're a Colts fan, you're going to like Carson Wentz, and I'm just saying it right now. So – um, all right, so let's get on to the last thing of the night because yeah. I know we're running a little long. So, cover up Julio. Uh, that's covered the Julio talk. Let us know how you feel about the Shannon Sharp video. Uh, let us know if you feel like Shannon Sharp was in the right and the wrong. Uh, if Julio should have just not even answered the phone, whatever you think. So, yeah, let us know how you feel. We want to know. All right, so final topic of the night. Um, on a great night, I feel like this has been a great show, but. Say- 600-foot Philly? 600-foot Philly. So uh, why don't you pull up the photo because obviously my device is up there. But yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull um, it up on the computer. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Is there anything left in this? Oh, you left me a little, little moose stick. <laughs> that, was yeah, deli- that, that was a delicious back moose piss. Sorry, I can't talk in English. Um, by the way, if you don't know what moose piss is, uh, it's – not- 600-foot <laughs> Philly cheesecake? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Now I I'm in. Might be a little inebriated. <laughs> no, now I'm, I'm in. Um, I'm okay. Hold if you don't know what moose piss is, uh, look up the Urban Dictionary version of moose piss. It has to do with look back. on Twitter. Yeah, put like Twitter or something like that. Is where. So this might be it right here. Yep. Yep. 
Here you go. Oh, so the, before this, the world's longest cheesesteak wasn't even from Philly. Yes, yes. Okay. So, um, wow, that looks absolutely delicious. That's a piece of it. I'm assuming. Yes. So that was the controversy that y'all asked about earlier in the episode that I wanted to make sure I was getting across. This is not one loaf of bread. Yeah, this is this There's is no possible way. It could have been <laughs> one loaf of bread. Well, yeah. So with open like with open sides and you just yeah. kept sliding bread so, through the oven. So <laughs> essentially, so this this is head to butt 600 foot worth of Philly cheesesteaks. It spanned yeah. 3 city blocks. I yeah. don't then this is not It was in like South Philly. I, this how I don't know see how you count that's just saying oh no, I just got 600 foot long of bread. 6 600 foot long Philly subs from Subway and lined them up down the street. I, this is why I wanted to talk about this. I don't. This is not a world. Like, really tomorrow, if we went out and bought six hundred and one, I would have subs, a new world and laid them out. And just melted end. the cheese and steak on top of it from front to end. There should be no reason why we wouldn't now be the holders of the world record. I agree. I agree. This was a from what I saw, it was like multiple Philly cheesesteak food trucks. No, it, it literally says right here the guy. Um, after the owner of Rim Cafe celebrated his birthday on Monday by bringing together chefs from popular local cheesesteak restaurants to build the world's longest. So multiple chefs from multiple okay. restaurants built the world's longest. In the, twi- in the Twitter photo that now, I sent now through, I could understand. Now, there it, was a food truck that was like, people were shoveling these out of the food truck. No, one of the guys probably did own a food truck. was like, hey, we can just slap the shit on the grill and just keep it rolling. What, I'm, outside. Yeah. what I'm saying is that now, if I wanted to take it and now I skewered everything together, and made it literally all have to fit into be one actual sub, I would count that. But the, you can li- – like, especially on the Twitter picture, like, you can see Blake's where, like, the bread's not like – it's literally just individual sandwiches I have now just laid in. Oh, so those not even lined up no, perfectly. Not, well, they, they kind of are. That's what they I'm saying. Like, are. it kind of is kind of it and, like – Yeah, just zoom in. So, oh, I mean, dude, yeah. It's just literally – I just took 600 – Foot long loaves of bread and laid them, slice them in half, and then laid stuff on top. Yeah, of it. but yeah. like I said, now if I like somehow had like skewers and skewered everything together, no, to see, I want to see piece, somebody actually go out and roll a six hundred foot of dough. of dough and come through like a blowtorch and just kind of like cook the bread, cook the bread. And That'd be down. wild. Keep it wrapped in saran wrap as you move down and just like slowly cook the bread. Yeah. I think, be, I think I think be wild. I'm telling you, I think you could get an open oven, like open on both sides. And you're just sliding kind dough like through as it like cooks. Pizza just slowly roll through an open oven. Like Quiznos used to do with yeah. a yeah. sub. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so as you – I mean, just have like the butcher paper on a roll on the other side and the guy literally just pulls the butcher paper down a long ass yeah. table. And you don't even have to have the dough ready. Like it's just as the dough comes to an end, you can literally just morph the – like you can literally just go get like melted butter and like roll the dough together and then keep that chain going. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So again, that would be legit because then you'd have to literally run that knife six hundred and one feet to cut also, that half. What are they doing with six hundred feet worth of Philly cheesesteak? Like, is is I mean, all the people that just show up getting free yeah, Philly cheesesteak? Like everybody come grab a foot long section or something. That's, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, or not in the pot. Like, why can't I even sold it? Why can't we do this in South Carolina? I would show up for a part of a six hundred foot hey, Philly cheesesteak. Let's steak. do six hundred feet of like. Blue crab, like crab bowl, or something like that. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> like a low, like a low, <laughs> like a low country, low country bowl. bowl. Yeah, yeah. Six hundred feet worth of low country bowl. Yeah. Oh, that's an argument we're gonna get in on the next. 
podcast. Oh, Buford Stew. Yeah, Country Bowl versus well, Blue. Uh, Buford what Buford it, What is it called though? But we're gonna so, get into that. But either episode. either way, um, the idea is great. Do I say this is a continuous sandwich? No. No, it's not. Yeah, it's six hundred feet of subs. Yes. Like it's six hundred feet feet of individual sandwiches lined up together. Yeah. And so like, I'm, I'm, that's a good like bravo if you want to count that. But I don't. I don't count that as a continuous sandwich. Again, if I skewered everything also, together, like, it's also like we're gonna get into the titling of it, where it's like six hundred feet of Philly cheesesteak. Yeah, not a six hundred foot Philly cheesesteak sandwich. It's six hundred feet of a Philly, Philly cheesesteak. Cheese so that's fair. That's but fair. it says the world's longest cheesesteak. That's not really the world's longest cheesesteak. It's it's a bunch six, of different pieces yeah. of bread. Yeah, it's it's a con like. It's unless, the world's like longest strip of cheesesteaks. Like, unless unless you're saying I then unless I just lined up all this bread and then like you're saying, I then covered all the gaps to link them with cheese, cheese and, meat. and meat. Yeah. Then I count and that as one sandwich. Yeah. 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 But if it's no, I made, you know, this individual sandwich and I just made six hundred of them and we laid them end to end and I called it one sandwich. That done that to me is not should not count. Yeah. I'll get with that. I'll agree with that. So I mean, I'm listen. I'm happy that, and the city of Philadelphia deserves this, right? I mean, the Philadelphia cheesesteak, like, it, it's a staple. Like everybody knows that yeah. Philly cheesesteaks come from Philly, so they deserve to have this record. But also, I mean, that's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a little controversial to say it's 600 feet of a of cheese a cheesesteak. Because it's, it's a 600 foot cheesesteak, or is it 600 feet of cheesesteak? Yeah, yeah, 600 yeah. feet of cheesesteak cheese is probably fair. That so. could be like it literally if the world record was written properly, it would say like the world's longest stretch of Philly cheesesteak. Yeah, yeah, that's probably chain or whatever. What do y'all think yeah. that is? A, a, a six inch? No, nah, that's probably, that's probably, probably a six a, to eight inches. Yeah, I think it's eight inches probably. We'll call that eight inches. Yeah, y'all comfortable with that? Yeah. How many of those could you eat in one sitting? Of those that we see in this picture? Yep, one and a half. I could do two solid. I, I could do two, but I'm going to be so full. full. That's what I'm like. I, that, I, I mean, that does but it's going to be a struggle. That doesn't even look like it could close. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's not going to be an – I'm saying one and – like, a half would be – I'll be on the good side. Like, I could do one and be like, all right, I'm good. I'm done. I could eat two of those. I don't think so. I, I don't think I could. I love, it would hurt, but I love Philly cheesesteaks. I mean, I do too, I do. but I – I love a good Philly cheesesteak. I can't really find a really good one around here. Big Kahuna from Jersey Mike's. That one's good. But. Big Kahuna Philly cheesesteak. So, um, yeah, yeah. We'll have a discussion around our favorite sub for one episode. We'll, we'll get into that eventually. All right. Well, I yeah. say I, Philadelphia. We're happy for you, but uh, but that's, that's not a six hundred foot Philly cheesesteak. That's six hundred feet of Philly cheesesteak. Yeah. So. Agreed. Yeah. Any last comments? Um, no, but we should try and get some bakeries on board to do six hundred and like two feet worth of Philly cheesesteak. <laughs> I wonder what the Italian sub record is. We find that out probably. I could do mm-hmm. a, I could do I could do two eight inches of Italian. I might could do three eight inches of Italian. You think you do a full a Jersey 20, Mike's original? Twenty four yeah. inches? Yeah, I think I could. Do a foot of Italian sub. Yeah, I probably could. All right. I think I could do it. I think I could do it. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, so this is gonna wrap it up for this episode. Um, obviously, thanks for being for being along with us. If you're watching the full episode, uh, we appreciate all the support and hundredth beer review. Uh, 
as always, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, uh, like, comment, subscribe, and share our videos. So, and yeah, find us now on YouTube. Make sure Bacon you're, Bros. Yeah, make sure you're giving us your comments and, uh, and reviews. And if we say something stupid, hold us accountable. We're open to it. We're not going to get offended, I promise. We, yeah. Let us know how we're we doing. We do like criticism yeah, sometimes. sometimes. Be constructed, <laughs> at least. Tell us how we can do better. So, uh, any last words? I'm good. Uh, that's it. We're Y'all good. have a good one. Great episode. Till next week.